You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Halloween, there are witches in the sky. Um, Halloween's like already out in Disney, at Disney Parks. What's up with that? Yeah, Magic Kingdom's been converted to its fall appearance officially. Straight up. So therefore, I feel like it's okay for me to put out my stuff, which yeah. I would like to do very soon. It's getting earlier and earlier. You know, I really think that July 5th is it's going to be the new date for everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited about that. I went and saw Haunted Mansion yesterday. Ooh. I really liked it. There's okay. some really funny... Dude, some of the some of the actors, like, you just can't go wrong with them. Danny DeVito is hilarious. <laughs> There's some really awesome cameos that I, I like, didn't – I wasn't looking at a ton of um, – Well, don't tell me. I haven't I know. seen it yet. I'm not going to okay. tell you, but I'm saying some of them are really great um, and made me laugh. So, overall, okay. I loved it. Obviously, it's much better than the first one that they came okay. out with. And highly recommend everyone go see it. I think it'll be a new staple in our house. We'll watch it every year. Okay. It'll be good, especially in surround sound. But, yeah, um, we laughed a lot. And I thought it was super good. All right. And I won't I'm say excited. anymore because I don't want to ruin it, but you okay. need to go and see uh, some cameos because they're great. I'm excited to see it. And mm-hmm. I, by the way, Greg has no problem with it being uh, fall and Magic Kingdom. I would just like to point out the people that have been like, oh my gosh, we're decorating for Halloween in July. It's July 31st when those uh, those decorations yeah, came it's out. Technically it's August. basically August. Everybody yeah. calm down. Okay. Anyway. Um, it's really I, hot. Also, P.S. Uh, welcome to that Park Life Podcast, everybody. Oh, hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm Beth, and I'm sitting here with my boy Greg. <laughs> Hello. Ju- we jumped right in. Um, We're just really excited about it. So, Speaking of jumping right in, uh, I mm. do want to talk about my preview of The Journey of Water, inspired by yes. Disney's Moana, and a fun dinner double date that we did <laughs> with some friends um, at Kona so Cafe at Disney's Polynesian, no, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. And mm-hmm. instead of just telling you about it, I recorded some audio during our dinner. So I'll play that back. But first, I think we should just get right to our guest. Our guest for today's cast member chat has quite the list of roles and i'm going to read them that. out loud as if okay. he doesn't as if he doesn't already know all of this we did call not we i had nothing to do with this he did college program at magic kingdom main entrance he worked for the sorcerers of magic kingdom do you all remember that um mm-hmm. worked over in town square theater epcot cast events cast cast services which i'm thinking you might not even know what that means a custodial leader in magic kingdom Briefly worked in the guest experience team. And then in addition to all that, also was a performer, a singer. Let's not, I don't want to like bloat his ego here. Um, <laughs> in the candlelight processional for years. So I don't even know where to begin. But I guess we can begin by saying, welcome, Micah. Welcome. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on. Super excited to talk through everything I've done with the company and, uh, you know, share some yeah. stories. So I just listed a ton of roles. And I think the very first thing I would like to know from you of all of those things that I just mentioned, which I'm sure we'll get into detail about some of them. What's like your go-to yeah. favorite one? Like what stands out the most when I was reading them back to you? My favorite one is cast events and recognition okay. intern when I was at Epcot. Okay. Um, so I was brought back. I did a college program, like you mentioned, uh, in 2012. And then in 2014, I came back as a professional intern at Epcot. And in that role, we did, uh, we threw parties for all of the, uh, 
different countries when they had national holidays. We did hallway handouts for cast as they came into work. So like handing out ice cream and Rice Krispie treats and then service celebrations. Um, anybody who was five years, 10 years, I got to deliver pens and stuff mm. like that. So really cool doing a lot of uh, really fun stuff and making magic for the cast, which was when great. When you say through parties for the different countries, like what what does that actually mean? Like, like what does that planning? involve? Yeah, so we did a little bit of party planning. We would do, um, so like for the French Pavilion, we would celebrate Bastille Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, we would do Canada Day. We would do, um, I think we did Bonfire Night in the UK. Uh, so we would do individualized parties back in the break rooms for each of the pavilions on a national okay. holiday okay. just to kind of help them feel more at home uh, since they were so far away. That's, That's cool. so cool. I know. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, all right, cool. They literally have everything. Yeah, it was a good time. They're like, anything you can think of, they're like, yeah, we have that job. And yeah. then how many, how many people were like on your team? Uh, there were consistently three of us, and then we would partner with, um, I know Greg mentioned cast services, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. Yeah. We had some people in there. So we had three permanently on the team, and then we would rotate through about five other people to help us out with the parties. That's pretty cool. And how, like, how long would it take to plan a party? Like, how much time did you have for prep? We'd probably do about a month lead-in time, okay. uh, figure out what food we were going to have. A lot of the times it was pizza. I think uh, most people that work where Welcome to, to your, like, your event. <laughs> we're going to have pizza. Right? Well, they, you know, a lot of the pavilions had their own restaurants and everything. They're already eating their, like, food from their home country. So yeah. a lot of us enjoyed the pizza parties. Um, pizza so we would, and we would put French that together. fries. <laughs> Absolutely. We would put up the little streamers. We would decorate. Okay. So it was a good sign. So about a month going into it. Uh, but we had a couple of pavilions who were operating participants, so not necessarily Disney cast members. Mm. So Morocco and China, um, they have separate um, employees that work there that were also invited. But because they had operating participants, their managers would participate and throw in some of their own food. So those were always mm. great because it was less work for us yes. to do. Right. And we also have to enjoy something different than pizza. So what, it was a good time. What is an operating <laughs> participant? I don't think I've heard that before. Yes. Yeah, so operating participants, they uh, work at Disney. So a lot of our Disney Springs locations have operating participants. They may not necessarily be employed by the Walt Disney Company, but they work at locations okay. at Walt Disney World. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of restaurants. Oh, cool. And you know what's yeah. funny? Because you wouldn't think that going into one of the theme parks, but as Micah yeah. just mentioned, the countries, right? right? And then even in Animal Kingdom, like the more obvious one would be, you know, Rainforest Cafe, right? I mean, that's yeah, right, that's a chain right. that just mm -hmm. happens to exist. I guess in I Animal just Kingdom. thought that they were all like technically cast members, but I guess not, because if they're like separately owned. But okay, well let's let's jump backwards then. I want to talk about um, what is your like history with Disney? Did you grow up going to Disney? What do you love about Disney? Like, what led you to do the college program and work for Disney? Tell me. Top yeah, I, I love this question because uh, I did not grow up going to Disney. Okay. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of Disney stuff. Okay. But my first Disney trip was my senior trip in high school, 2007, nice. uh, with some friends. That was the first time I ever came. Uh, and I didn't go back until pretty much the time that I did my college program in 2012. Okay. So I had a friend of mine who had applied before. He said, give it a shot. Go for it. And I was like, I don't have anything going on. I'll, I'll throw my name in there. He's like, you probably won't get it the first time anyway. Uh, well, he was wrong. <laughs> I did. And I was like, well, do I really want to move down to Florida? Yeah. What state did you grow up in? Georgia. Okay. So not too far. Yeah. yeah. Which is even crazier to think that I never visited that much as a, as well, a kid. But it depends. Uh, it, it's funny, right? So then I got accepted in 2012. I came down, um, did my program. 
And my parents' first trip was actually when they came down a few months before just to kind of check it out before I was going down there to to work and live. So like, we want to make sure uh, this 2012 is in my college program. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What we did, it was funny because we were there as guests, but we knew where the housing was going to be. So we drove past where I was going to be living. And obviously there's like bus stops for all the people to get to work. So we were just kind of driving by really slowly. <laughs> so we probably looked like the ones that You're like, hey, y'all like your jobs? Um, <laughs> yeah. Y'all like living Whoa, here? What costume is that? You like working people, here? Dude, they're dressed weird. <laughs> My son's going to be here. I just need to know. Does y'all like working here? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was their first trip down. So we mixed in a little bit of recruiting of what it was going to be like. But um, cool. went back, graduated, and came back after uh, graduating to do my professional internship. And I stayed ever since. So I've been, before I left Disney, um, I was there for about eight and a half years. Wow. So, yeah, cool. enjoyed it a lot. And that very first thing was a college program at the main entrance of Magic Kingdom, right? Yeah, Magic Kingdom. So I first did main entrance operations. So this was before um, my Disney experience and everything mm. where you had to put your, you know, the, you had to go through the actual turnstile, yeah. do that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, 2012. And then they transitioned while I was on my program. Okay. Uh, and then I did that for about two months and they moved me to Sources of the Magic Kingdom and the Mickey and Princess meet and greets at Town Square Theater, um, okay. which was kind of like a, a bougie team because we didn't have extra magic hours. Uh, so I was a college program uh, kid at Magic Kingdom that never worked really beyond like ooh, 11 p.m. People must oh. have hated you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially my main entrance friends who were like, they're there till it closed. Well, that <laughs> I was what like, you... I don't know. And I assume that's inside, right? That's uh, mostly air conditioned, I would assume. Oh, well, yeah. you'd think so. So Town Square Theater is absolutely air conditioned. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the firehouse and they're like, all right, I got to work in here. doesn't look too bad. Mm. That's an oven. Uh, oh. It has no AC. Oh. It is just a very hot Eek. room. So it's inside, thankfully, away from the sun. So no sunburn. But you yeah, you roast in there. Oh, it's yeah. definitely, definitely warm. Like, Don't worry, I'm still in here sweating. Um, I was going to ask you about the Sorcerer of the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom because I just always thought it was kind of like a, um, what is the word I'm thinking of? My like a scavenger hunt, basically. Yeah, I thought it was just like a scavenger hunt. So, what did you actually do as like a cast member for that? What is what did that entail? Oh boy, I uh, I worked for Merlin um, and had to help recruit uh, sorcerers to help us fight the villains in Magic Kingdom. So people came in. They would check in, and if you were there and had already registered, you could get a new pack of cards every day. Okay. Uh, for first-time users, I had to train them on how to play the game. Mm. So the cards worked with, like, some kind of camera that yeah. read the background of the card and cast a spell. So I'd take them through their spell training and get them on their way around the park yeah. uh, to help to help battle the villains. Yeah. And then party nights were crazy for sorcerers because they had exclusive oh, um, yeah. Halloween party, mm -hmm. party cards. Yeah. So people... Uh, People freaked out over those. They were quite popular. I'm so sad that they didn't bring that back after COVID. I um, have had some friends that have gone and I was like, I'm like, your kids would love it. I'm so sad that like, it's not there anymore. Cause people are like, what can I do with my kids? And I'm like, the sorcerers of the, Never mind, It's not there anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was a good time. We had a lot of frequent guests too, who would come and guests would trade cards. Like they pen trade with uh, other people around the park. I wonder so. why they didn't bring it back. Cause yeah. I'm like, I feel like it's not that involved to keep it going. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. To each their own, I guess. <laughs> All those things are just sitting around, not doing anything around the park. <laughs> I know, empty windows now. Yeah. I think yeah. some of them have gotten maybe removed a little yeah. bit. But yeah, if you, if you know, you know, right? Like, you know, that, that was the yeah. window that used to have the thing in it. Yeah. Um, can we stay in Magic Kingdom for a moment? Uh, if we can fast forward mm -hmm. in time a little bit 
to the time you worked in custodial, because I think I think in general the the process of getting rid of garbage in, in, is interesting. And <laughs> I know we've talked about the Keys to the Kingdom tour before on this podcast, and maybe you've heard it elsewhere mm-hmm. and stuff too. So like maybe someone listening to this has been downstairs in the Utilidor and you've seen like the big um, like trash removal system trash and stuff. Sheets. But there's just so much going on in the park that you don't know unless you know, right? Like if you just mm-hmm. are walking around Magic Kingdom, you don't see the underworld or like everything behind the scenes. So <laughs> in that role, like what was your day-to-day like? What are some things that you saw that guests would just have no ideas even going on? Yeah, it's funny. I've only done two frontline roles out in the parks themselves. And that was my college program and then leading custodial at Magic Kingdom. I've worked in every park, just backstage, mm-hmm. everywhere else. So at Magic Kingdom with custodial there, um, I loved it. Uh, even though when I first applied for my college program, custodial was an absolute not doing it job for me, <laughs> which in hindsight is very like, it's just not the way to go because it's a great role. Okay. Um, everybody looks at like the cleanup aspect yeah. of it and I'll, I'll touch on that, but the freedom to travel around the park, like if you have a guest service situation, you can go anywhere. You're not, you're in a general costume, um, which is great. If you clean up your trash cans, or your restrooms, you got time mm. before you have to check them again. And that time really allows you to go around and we would have fast passes that we would hand to back in the day Mm -hmm. to our cast who we would allow them to give out throughout the week as magical moments. So we encourage guest service there. Um, When I was there, I was only there for two months, but it definitely left an impact. So things that people don't think about, uh, some of the trash cans don't have liners at all because we dump them directly into the system that you were referring to, Greg. Wait, so you time dump out. into a hole in the ground. Time yeah. out. I thought that was a mistake. So like recently we went to Columbia Harbor oh, yeah. house and I was like, Oh, they didn't line these bags. They must hate having to change these garbage <laughs> cans. Cause they've got to be like just liquid everywhere and stuff. But there's a hole like right there underneath them. So you'll take it backstage and then there's like a little uh, area you dump it down into and it takes all the trash. So why in. don't they do that for all of them? Well, they try. Okay. Uh, not all parks have it. Magic Kingdom mostly will. Uh, when I was there, funnily enough, the two months I was there, uh, the system was down, so we were bagging everything. Uh, mm. But they, when they don't, they just dump it down yeah. the hole, pressure wash it, you're good to go. Okay, yeah, I was like, and then uh, how do they clean them out? Disinfect it like, a little bit, right? Okay, because I was like, that might be a nightmare <laughs> of like all the junk just like stuck to the bottom of it. But if you pressure wash them, that makes sense. Yeah, they have the disinfectant cleaner. You spray it in there, you spray it down. So it gets, they go to good cleaning. They rotate them through enough, but yeah. yeah. They're probably like the cleanest trash cans ever. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like people think that like bathrooms are so gross and I'm like, they're clean constantly. They're actually cleaner than most bathrooms because they're just cleaned all the time. So incredibly clean. And you talked about the trash cans do something they did while I was there. They were rolling it out. They put sensors in the trash can. So all custodial now has moved to like an app that they have on a work phone that they're issued for the day. And they'll get a notification when a trash can in their zone or maybe one outside of their zone hits a certain level that they go out and go to change it. How does so that sensor they work? keep a good eye on. Like, how does that even work? <laughs> it's magic, Beth. How Seriously. dare you? Exactly. I'm literally exactly. like, someone explain to me how that works. Because it's like, can't be weight because it, you know, like a trash can can be full and it could not be technically that heavy. So I'm, I'm curious with a trash bag in it, like, how does it tell? What in the world, Disney? <laughs> that is crazy. That's why they always have those like phone things, I guess, because they're always having uh-huh. to like check yep. the app they and get see deployed, what's going basically, on. Yeah. For the trash cans that exist that are lined, like the ones you see when you're walking around, just like Fantasyland mm-hmm. as an example, you, that's on stage, right? It's literally in the middle of the park. So they come around with their big bin mm-hmm. and right, yeah. and they they 
pile all, compile all the garbage, and then they must bring it off backstage yeah. and then put it down the chute, basically. Well, the bags won't go down the chute because they can clog it. They can get caught. So those will go in a dumpster, just a regular oh, okay. dumpster. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was like, do they have to cut the bags open? <laughs> like, you're kidding me. Come on, Disney. Yeah, you censors while we're cutting bags ways. open. Multiple uh, ways of disposing of trash. It's and then incredible. I'm assuming, like, trash trucks have to come, like, every day for that. Yeah, I think on the overnights. So we have, obviously, as you can imagine, the work that goes on. So I wasn't yeah. on the third shift, but they would come in. So the disinfectant cleaner that we use, mm-hmm. they would spray it on all the bathrooms overnight and let it sit and then go back in and hose them all down again. So it's a lot. So, yeah, yeah they're coming and going constantly. Yeah. Time out. You said hose them down. Are they literally hosing down there's bathrooms? There's drains. Yeah. Well, there's drains oh, everywhere yeah. in those bathrooms. If you oh, I just noticed. thought if someone peed too much. It would well, go I mean, down that's the part drain. of it. That's part of it. But that's like the smart part of bathrooms is like you can get anything on the floor and then just hose it down. But they, what they need to do, I don't know if you remember this episode of Home Improvement where they came up with like the, the kind of like they probably need to retitle it now, but like the man's bathroom yeah. where they close the door and press the button and it cleaned itself. They really need that, but yeah. in the I know that there's no doors on most of the restrooms yeah. except like in Animal Kingdom. It just like sprinkler sprays the whole place down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I it, don't want to. And then it sprays all the chemical down. And yes. I mean, I'm I don't sure we're replace, not that far from that. I don't want to replace anybody's role here, right? But like, well, no, you for would efficiency's have to have, sake. Yeah, you would always have to have somebody come in during the day and clean it, but like for like nighttime yeah. stuff. Yeah, but that's why it's always my favorite to be like the first ones in the bathrooms in the morning. Like if you're getting to the park for like rope drop, it's like, oh yeah, no one's really been in here yet because you know Super it's clean. so clean in there. Yeah. Just to be clear, Ma- Micah, what she's saying is she rope drops bathrooms <laughs> at the park. <laughs> That's my takeaway. When nature calls, if you've had your coffee already and you got to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. You got to know. The good thing about Custodial too is it, it lets you know what bathrooms are least used. So when I'm at Magic Kingdom, I can kind of know where to run into. That's going to be a little bit cleaner, a little yeah. less traveled. Well, I mean, my favorite bathroom is the tangled bathrooms, but you know, very busy, very busy. But when you know, when you gotta, when you gotta drop a deuce, I'm just saying, it's That's easy. It. It's easy in and out. Nobody knows it was you. Easy in and out. It's so busy in there. I can't do it in a quiet bathroom. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> um, and a little less about trash. I don't mean to talk about garbage the whole time, but you know, there are um, sometimes referred to as pro- protein spills. That happen mm-hmm. and stuff. Code V, so like, code V. Uh, yeah, a code V or a code. Is it actually a code U if someone has peed? What is it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember all the codes. I, I believe so. A lot of codes. Code V. Code Brown. Then, that's bad. Yeah. That's not what they call it, but that's what I call you it. You don't want code that. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when they get in. Well, actually, when they get in the bushes, it's kind of worse. The Voban. Voban is the stuff that you put on top of it if you yeah. remember being alone when somebody got sick. Oh, like the yeah. sawdust. Yeah. Yeah, which. Uh, Little known fact, it's in every trash can around property, or should be. You just oh. pop it open, there's Voban in there, so it's right next to it. Smart. Somebody can hit it, and then custodial comes over and just sweeps it up later. So, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the plan, anyway. Yeah. Well, while uh, we were there, I told you we were using bags because our, uh, our trash chute was broken at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, and one thing that I found very interesting, so on Main Street, a lot of the other areas of the park, we had the clear trash bag liners in the cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the hub, right around the castle, we would have black trash liners. And that was because when we did fireworks at the end of the night, we couldn't get in there with the big carts to put the trash in, mm-hmm. but we needed to clear the cans. So we would send in people. It's like tactical assault on the hub. We send in ground people to just pull the trash, tie up the black bag, and throw it in the bushes. Oh. You could clear all the cans. Stop and then once the crowd dispersed, you push the you cart in, and they know to get the trash out of the bushes. I'm going to totally be looking for that next. They, they, like, come in with face paint on, and they, like, tuck and roll. <laughs> 
Some of them yeah. are some rappel down from the side of buildings. Yeah, I'm gonna start my own Instagram account for them. It's like the you know like trash custodi- ninjas, the custodian, yeah, the trash custodians of Magic Kingdom. Exactly. Wow, that's very interesting. Okay, I'm totally gonna look for that little Easter. Yeah, love that. That was that was one of the coolest things we did. Go 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 go! And they're all like on their little walkie talkies. Yep. That's funny. Well, cool. That's a very interesting fact. I've learned a lot today already. I feel like we've learned a lot. And there's still many things that we haven't talked about in his, in his list of achievements, basically. I do want to get to Candlelight because I would love to hear about some run-ins you've had. But before that, I know you mentioned cast services. And then when you and I were, I think, maybe briefly talking about it, you mentioned a library, which may not exist. But like this is a fascinating thing, if you wouldn't yeah. mind illuminating us a little bit about this. Yeah, this is my first full-time status role so status i wasn't like on a college program or temporary role Mm -hmm. um so we had cast service centers at all the parks and resorts where as a cast member you sit there we had a computer lab and then we had literally a resource library we had books dvds vhs tapes cds so we would be there as cast members helping other casts who wanted to come in and use the hub which is the cast resource on the computer um, if they needed to look at their schedule if they had any hr type questions or if they wanted to rent any movies. So we had all the new Marvel movies when they came out. Um, we had all the movies, like Disney Channel original movies we would throw on. That was yeah. one of the fun parts too. We would throw on the TV that we were sitting there, whatever we wanted to, we could advertise yeah. a movie. People could come in and check it out. Um, but yeah, it was great. So we had foreign language resources and I would say we were most popular around, um, I don't know if you guys ever talked about uh, Goofy's Mystery Tour on here before, Mm-mm. but it's a mm-hmm. cast member event. That's like a scavenger hunt that they do like early morning or late night um, for cast members at the parks. And it's very, very Disney trivia, um, mm-hmm. like obscure Disney trivia. So we would have people come in every time that would happen and check out all of our Disney trivia books. That's really cool. Do they do they still have that center? Like, do they still have they, that? They have... Um, the computer aspect of it now, they no longer okay. have the resources. So yeah. cast members can go in and use the computers um, if they need to do that. The but we don't library. have cast members staffing it anymore and yeah. no resources. I think it closed before Disney Plus came out. But now that a lot of the, uh, the content yeah. that people would check out is on Disney Plus, yeah, um, I think that that aspect of it isn't as beneficial. But the books were great. I mean, we had people that would yeah. come in and check out books for leadership, uh, professional development opportunities, or just okay. like I said, Disney history, stuff like that. So yeah. it was a really cool resource. I loved working there too. And that's what allowed me to work at every park and quite mm-hmm. a lot of our resorts as well. Cause every location had one and we just kind of rotated through. Oh, cool. You know, if I never make it anywhere, that's going to be my excuse. Well, the library that had the leadership <laughs> material is no longer available to me. Exactly. Mm. Therefore I am not going to try I've read okay. Bob Iger's book. It's not that great. No. Um, <laughs> well, and the Goofy, the, what was it called? The Goofy Mystery? Yeah, Goofy's Mystery Tour. Yeah, I'm like, is that not a thing? That sounds like so much fun. I believe they brought that back after COVID. Okay. It was gone for so. a while. Greg, you need to get on that. Well, uh, hold on, everyone. I don't know. It costs money. Um, <laughs> we'll so, see. sounds like it's really cool. I'd rather be doing that than running around a park. Wow, Beth. <laughs> I'll pay Shots. money to do a scavenger hunt so I can Shots walk around and fired. do mystery things that are trivia-based. It does, it does sound cool. It does. Um, it's very okay. intense from what I've heard. Mm. Let's go back over to Epcot for a moment. And yep. when you say that you performed in Candlelight Processional, I assume you mean singing. I personally have never heard you sing. And I'd like to keep it that way, so please don't sing. <laughs> but... Um, in case someone doesn't know, that's that's part of the what we now call the Festival of the Holidays. So you probably have seen some of there are celebrity narrators that come by that 
do some religious story. And then um, there's a choir that I is made up of cast members, and I, there have been different variations of what how the uh, crowd is com- crowd, how the choir is comprised, whether it's like local choirs or just cast members and stuff. But when you participate in it, I'm assuming that you must have gotten some run-ins with some celebs over time. Mm-hmm. It's uh. So I was very fortunate when I did Candlelight. I did it for six of the eight years I was with Disney. Wow. Um, my voice part is baritone. And we line up by the voice part. Yeah, it's important to know. I know it sounds random, but as we lined up, when we went into the theater to get ready for the show, where I lined up in the hallway was directly opposite the green room for the narrator, which was really cool. So depending on the night, some narrators would keep their door open. Mm -hmm. Some would have it closed. Some would come out and say hello. Uh, So we had uh, Whoopi Goldberg is great. She always comes out and says hello to everybody kind of right in that area. Jody Benson also does the same thing. Mm. Uh, Warwick Davis is one of the ones that I remember specifically. He was mm. great. Came out, said hello to everybody, and then mm. somebody realized his shoe was untied, and oh. they promptly bent down to help him out with tying oh, it. Oh my goodness! And he was very, very <laughs> thankful. Um, and then I don't know if you guys are baseball fans, but Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. The first year that he did it, mm-hmm. so he, Greg, I don't yeah. know if you're a big baseball fan but he's got the the baltimore (laughs) orioles right am i right hey now you know what record he holds yeah he has the uh the dark side of the moon album that's the record (laughs) that (laughs) he might but he also has the longest streak of consecutive mlb games played by a long so i've actually seen him like do interviews while we were in the park for some reason it was like one of the last times we were there he was doing one of those like where they set up in the hub and they do like interviews and they were interviewing him for something but yeah, he He's was cool. He guy. came out. Yeah, he came out. He said hello. What was interesting, and also where I stood, I was typically like right behind the narrator. I was at the bottom of the tree. Yeah. So thankfully, I'm tall and have a baritone voice, so I got a pretty mm-hmm. good spot. Never could be the star though. Too tall for that. Yeah. Um, but I could see when Kyle Ripley came up, he was shaking a little bit, and I was like, "This is crazy. This guy Nervous. like played so many games in front of so many people, but to they stand didn't have up to talk in front of them, totally you know, different. exactly. You don't want right? to you don't want to mess up any of the words, so." <laughs> I get that. Did you ever meet Neil Neil Patrick Harris or? Neil Patrick Harris, always consistent. Loved singing along with the choir, but he he stays in his green room, which I can respect. Yeah. Was there anyone that was like, ugh, like super mean? Like, was there anyone that was just like a total jerk? You you can tell us. No, honestly, not really. Because if they are, I think they'll just keep the door closed. (laughs) AKA Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's funny. I will say there was one... um, Kurt Russell did it one year, and this was was interesting because I hadn't seen them hadn't seen them do this before. So typically they'll go back to their green room, they'll have their family, they can be brought back because they'll have a VIP mm-hmm. tour guide with them. Yeah. Uh, but I think his family went backstage, which is across from where the theater is in Epcot, so they had to get Kurt Russell across and backstage. So what they did is they exited between the students who were in the student choir or the gold robes. They stuck him in the middle of them, and as they walked to the back. He was in between two uh, lines of people, so nobody even knew he was there. Nobody could see him. You had to get to Goldie. <laughs> Snuck him out. Exactly. That's funny, <laughs> So that was a cool yeah. one, too. But, yeah. yeah. It, one of, that was probably, Candlelight's probably my favorite thing I did as a cast member. And uh, what I miss the most about no longer working with, with the company. Yeah. Curious to hear if any of those cast members that helped Kurt Russell navigate his way were part of the Trash Ninjas team <laughs> we're at magic kingdom you know it's a little confidential right. and top secret greg i can't blow all the yeah. uh the ninja custodial ninja secrets not allowed to <laughs> reveal themselves 
So of all of the things you've done at Disney, you just said that candlelight maybe is the thing you miss the most, which is really insulting because <laughs> we work together at some point in your journey, and it doesn't matter where, but for Beth and for the listener, I feel like it's important to point out there, there was a time when Micah was my leader, the poor That's guy. Right. And, um, and then uh, after that, they really lowered their standards and we were peers for a little while. <laughs> Um, but, um, let's talk about me. So how am I as a Noah? <laughs> um, oh, where's other, that part of the episode? Here we go. No, other than candlelight. I mean, candlelight was like an extracurricular activity, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it, let's just say right now, someone was like, Micah, mm-hmm. we're going to pay you triple your set, your current salary at your current job. And we want you to come back any role you want. <laughs> what, what role would that be? Whether it's something you've done or not. Is there something you've like had your eye on or something you do again? Yeah. Like would you have a dream, like a dream Disney job? Yeah, I would love So when I first came to Disney, I, I majored in sport management just to give a little bit more background. Okay. And my goal is to work at wide world of sports. So I'd love to do something yeah. there in terms of leadership in that arena, literally and figuratively the arena oh, over boy. there. Uh, I feel like honestly, it's a part of the, of the property in the company that's a little on its own and can be yeah. integrated a little bit more. Um, so something, something in that realm is definitely what I'd like to do. Um, I left Disney to work in sports. So I, I don't mind saying I currently work for the Orlando magic. So a great organization and a great job, um, that I left Disney for. Uh, so it would take something like that to get me to come back, but I would love to work yeah. in sports in Disney. Um, just have a passion around it, but wide world, I think could, uh, could use some help integrating into the property and the company a little bit more. Yeah. I think it's a great spot, um, and can have a lot to be done. Yeah, I feel like I always forget about it, and people mention like, "Oh yeah, I forgot they had that whole like sports complex thing." Yeah, but well, a lot of a lot of guests that come visit, it's really marathoners, and other than that, they have sport tournaments over there. But people that do yeah. that are really down there for the tournament. Right. I feel like man, blue sky, like open up an experience. Like they had the NBA experience, which eh, not right. so great. But <laughs> I was going to uh, ask you know? what you thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, never made it over there, but I'd love if they yeah. opened up like some batting cages or if they had yeah. some type of thing that guests could come over and, um, or even some something with golf. Cause I'm like, they have golf. so much golf around there. It's like, yeah, people love like, like maybe, a driving every, range. Yeah. Like everybody, yeah, I absolutely. know that uh, golf oh, my gosh. loves it. Top golf so. at wide world. Oh, it'd be a hit. <laughs> yeah. Like you get have it. To hit, it would you be have, a hit. You have to hit different, like, you know, characters out in the field. And yeah. Points for that. Different targets, villains. Right. There you go. Yeah, it could be villains for sure. And then they dress them up for different, you know, holidays. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, we know ideas. that Disney Disney listens to our podcast, so they can reach out to us about that later. You know, I can work for both organizations, Disney, if you want to give me a shout. Part-time yeah, season. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm super excited for um, this next season of life you're about to walk into and be be a dad. How are you feeling about that? You excited, excited to be a dad? Yeah, we're expecting yeah. Our, our first child in December, so... Got a few months. We're about halfway there. So super excited for that. Um, do, do we think the cat's going to be happy about that? or? Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we'll, we'll know soon enough. <laughs> is this going to be a Disney baby? And what I mean by that is, are you going to wheel your wife onto Disney property to give birth to that thing? Like, do it. Hey, <laughs> that you know thing? what? I think that right on Main Street, just go over to little um, Center Street and just boop. Then there's a baby out right there yep. in the middle of the road. What's her due date? It is December 10th. December. Oh, okay. So you all Christmas, the cool baby. kids are born in December. Yeah. Oh. Well, she's March. My wife is March on July. So we're spread out a little bit. Which is yeah. Nice. Okay. That'll be good. But yeah, I don't know with uh, with Disney. We might 
keep it separate for a little bit, you know, and kind of integrate. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, no, I, I highly doubt it. that. I highly doubt that. I'll <laughs> check main. I'll check Main Street uh, birth off the list. I'll keep. I'll keep coming up with main new Street ideas. Main Street birth. <laughs> I don't know how many babies have been born on Disney property. That's one statistic I would. They have tubs in the room. If you if you're a tub birth person, right? You could do it. You could have your own. I wonder if people have done that. They're like, yeah, we're just coming to stay for the weekend, but really they have their birth planned. Could be, (laughs) right? They have the midwife person whose name I can't think of what they're called, the doula or whatever. They come and they, yeah, and then Mm -hmm. they uh, do a little tub baby. Listen, if you've had a tub baby. Please reach out. Feel free to reach out. You know how to find us on Instagram and whatnot. It's called a water birth, Greg, just for, whatever. You know, so people tub, don't come, people don't birth. at you. They're like, it's called a water birth. Get it right. Well, it's not a tub baby. Just, there's more than just water in there. What does that conversation um, look like if you get just the shower room and you don't get the tub? You got to go back to the front desk. Like, hey, I was trying yeah, to do like, something this weekend. Uh, just I am supposed to be having this baby in that tub. You just, uh, uh, you know, squat over the sink. Ugh. Listen, thank you, Micah, for hanging yeah. out with us a little bit. I've learned a lot and this episode. I'm very excited yes. for people to know. I feel like we were all over the place, but you guys learned a lot good. Custodial ninjas. I can't wait. I can't wait. So much stuff. So I'm going to be looking for you. liners. I'm going to be looking for ninjas. I'm going to be looking for <laughs> clean bathrooms. Anyway. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right, sir. You take care. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks. Bye. <laughs> I did promise at the beginning of this episode uh, some talk about the Journey of Water preview yeah. that I got to do over at Epcot, and I do want to talk about it. Please. And a couple of quick things. We were allowed to take pictures and videos, but we're not allowed to post them yet. Oh. This technically wasn't even a cast preview. It was a play testing. So this was like the pre-preview, if that makes okay. any sense. Okay. So at the end of it, we had the opportunity to fill out some surveys about what worked and what didn't. Okay. Not worked, meaning functionally, like what was great and what yeah. maybe needs still a little bit more time, that kind of thing, um, which was really cool to be able to like, right. I don't know, be it's possible that. that the little input I put in may actually uh, result in a change. Mm-hmm. And um, what they didn't explicitly say was that I couldn't play any sounds. Okay. So I did, of course, bring a few sounds from the Journey of Water. And I'm really not into, as you may know, I'm not really like a spoiler dude here. Mm-hmm. So I really don't want to give you like details about this experience, but more just some high level stuff. Because even when we were talking about it in our Discord channel, which is available to those um, who follow us on our Patreon account, just a quick like little like quick hit. Um, summaries of some of the things, maybe what you can expect. I will say, if you're an Epcot purist, mm-hmm. I do think this attraction is for you. Mm-hmm. And when I say Epcot purist, I mean someone who thinks about the old exhibits of Epcot as a combination of entertainment and education, mm. edutainment. Mm. Um, this is that, right? You're here there to learn about the cycle of water from, mm. well, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, although you yeah. probably know the cycle of water because, we you know, all, you've we lived here. We all learn that in elementary school. Yeah, you can, but do you learn it by actually playing with it, which is the cool part. So That's yes, you are you are learning the cycle of water as educational, but then the uh, entertainment part is the water does come alive. I will say it is very interactive and it's at your own pace. So it is basically a self-guided walking tour attraction. And uh, you start out at this part of the cycle and then you, know, you go around and it is a circle, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, you, when I say interactive, you get to play with the water. It reacts to what you're doing. 
It reacts mm. to what you're doing in a single uh, aspect as well as as a group, okay. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, th- you can basically play an instrument with water. Okay. There is a splash zone where kids can get, I mean, totally soaked if they want to. Mm-hmm. In general, and there's a sign that says this as you enter, you may get wet. Mm. And then there's another sign that says you can get wet basically if you want to. If you want to go all in, so to speak, you're not yeah. literally all in, but... Um, if you want to, you can come out completely drenched. And there's some shaded spots. There's just a really cool, there's a lot of Moana details in there. I mean, you would hope so. It's the right. journey of water inspired right. by Disney's Moana. Um, and I don't want to give away like the reveal for some of the okay. statues or art pieces in there. But you'll you'll find some of Moana's friends or characters from the movie mm-hmm. kind of hidden in details okay. of some of the the structures there. And I happen to go as the sun was setting. So if you're there, Ooh. right when golden hour hits, it is beautiful. I, bet. I, I bet. mean, we were right there at this one part, which is towards the end, because it's kind of like the big reveal when you turn a corner and you see Tafiti, which they, you know, Disney Parks has, I think, posted it. Yeah, I think you, well, on their Instagram kind of along the way. Like, yeah, if you walk close you're on the monorail, to it, you can see it, see yeah. the back of it. So um, when you get that reveal, like this is like the crescendo of the of this attraction of this mm-hmm. walkthrough attraction. Um, there's this big, like, you know, kind of body of water right there. And behind that are trees. And then behind the trees is Spaceship Earth. So it was right at the time of the day yeah. where it's the blue hour, as we call it. And then Spaceship Earth was just lit up. So like that, mm. the lights of Spaceship Earth was reflecting off the water. And Did the water has like really that cool nice. Photos of that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I didn't bring my real camera. Well, I, I, know, I didn't but know. I mean, your cam- but I still got your... some good on the phone. Yeah, I was like, your phone camera is really good. So I got some good photo and video on the phone. And then like the, the, um, that little pool of water is kind of backlit itself. Okay. And then anytime the water comes alive, it has a sound and a light to it just cool. in general in this whole place. Was there, like talking like things where pla- spots where things are talking or no? Uh, not that I remember, okay. not that I recall. There are a lot of signs that you have to read. So here's the thing. Okay. It is an exhibit, meaning like, think of it like a museum where it's, a, if you want to get the most out of it, you got to put in a little time here. So you do have to read, you don't have to, but you can read the signs that are outside the thing. If you just want to play with it, play with it. But if you want to learn, you got to stand there and learn. And, um, and also it ties in Moana characters on it. There's some like kind of trivia questions on some of them. And some of them will point out where you might see a hidden character in here. So there's like a bunch of different information on these signs. And just in general, I, I would recommend um, everyone check this out. I think if you have mm-hmm. kids, especially if it's hot, just go there and just cool yeah. yourself off a little bit. Now, um, is this gonna, I, I will say. Is this going to be like an attraction where they're going to like only a certain amount of people get to go in at a time. And then once people leave, then they let more people in. Do you think that's how it's going to be? I, or I think so. I mean, I think they have to do it in the beginning because yeah. the way that things are now, when things are new, people flock, yeah. right? They rush to it. And if, if it's shoulder to shoulder, you, you're not going to be able to do anything. How many people so, would you say like were in there when you were in there? Oh boy. I have no idea. It's okay. too big. It was too big for me to calculate okay, so that. It's like pretty big um, then. Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, if you look on Google Maps or there's a couple of people who post on Twitter like aerial views of Epcot, you can get a feel for how big it is. Um, it doesn't quite span monorail beam to monorail beam, but it's a ch- it's a pretty good chunk of land yeah. there. Um, and it just it took maybe, I don't know, like 20 something minutes for us to do the full walkthrough. Okay. okay. Maybe a little more. And um, I didn't feel rushed. But then again, this it wasn't super crowded. Yeah. So I, I think, I don't know, they haven't said whether there's going to be a virtual queue or anything. I genuinely don't know. Um, but since it is a walkthrough, I'm kind of curious about what the line would look like. But then again, like, you know, there technically we have some other walkthrough attractions here at our parks, but they're not as popular, right? Yeah. Like the Gorilla Falls yeah. trails and stuff. Yeah. Those are technically walkthrough and One Man's Dream, or I always forget if that's the name or if they've changed yeah. it. 
um, in Hollywood studios, but really not like super crowded, right? Well, I'd imagine that this would be something you could do in the daytime and then you'd want to do it at nighttime too, just to see the difference in things. See the difference, yeah. Now, I've talked to people who went during the day and totally, I mean, it's the same attraction, yeah. but it just looks totally different. Yeah. Just like so it's many like things, Pandora. it just comes alive at night. You can go to Pandora and it looks Honestly, cool, but at nighttime, felt, Pandora is pretty awesome. It felt like Pandora. If like Pandora and the Polynesian Resort had a baby, mm, this, this would be it. It would be this. Cool. Um, so anyway, let me play two quick yeah. sounds just to kind of give you an idea of what the ambiance is like okay. at the Journey of Water. So here's just a little snippet of kind of like the, one of the first ways you get to interact with water um, here at the Journey of Water. I won't tell you what you do to have to make that sound, but that, that is a sound that is created by a human. Makes you like a pina colada on the beach. <laughs> and then here's another part where this is kind of towards the end. Um, this has a lot of, this section has a bunch of dancing water, like currently exists over by the mm-hmm. um, Imagination Pavilion, that like the classic yeah. old school Epcot area. My first the new version memory. of that. Yeah, on right? That's like mm-hmm. such a, a, a core memory as a kid. Um, but anyway, the, this section of the Journey of Water has that, and this is the music playing and the sounds you hear in the background. Ooh, I can't wait for you to see that. That's what it is. I can't wait for you to see that last like little sound. It's such a cool effect. I'm excited for you all to see it. So if you like Moana, if you like water, um, I think you're gonna you're gonna like this little little area. Cool. And then the other thing we did was we went out to dinner at Kona Cafe, and as I mentioned, I will put in our little recap right here. Okay, we're sitting at Kona Cafe, a Disney's Polynesian Resort and Spa. There's no spa, don't go looking for it. It's <laughs> our first time eating dinner, and then um, we're not alone. We're here with Rick and David. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey. And this is your first time totally here, right? You haven't had yeah. any meal here? Yeah, been not to Kona, but yeah. not at Kona, yeah. Okay. Um, we've learned a lot so far. The wings that are on this menu are not the same wings at all. Oh, I'm here with Nicole. Hi. Okay. Um, the wings that are here are not the same wings that are offered at Ohana. They yes. are teriyaki. And over there, yeah, the, over there is the uh, honey coriander wings. You can get the noodles. You can get noodles. For a price. And what is that price? Nineteen ninety nine for a small bowl, everyone. Yeah, they told us that it's a different kitchen that makes it, so they have to outsource it. Come on. And it's a delivery Just right across the hall. Right well, we're here. paying for their Uber Eats bill. <laughs> I think, to get it over here. So um, that's what we've learned here at Kona Cafe. Confirmed that there is bread here at Kona. We were talking about how they were talking. Everyone's laughing. Is it because I was basically having an out-of-body experience? Yeah, I, I needed to smoke a cigarette, basically, after I had my first bite of bread? Yes. Okay. It was like a sweet bread, right? Was there a little bit of sweetness to it? They're, they're both looking at me you with know, a like, no on their face. I don't know, like a standard Hawaiian roll, but Greg, it was like a delicacy. Yeah. 
I did treat it like it was a like a the last meal. Covered up the sweetness. Okay, fair enough. And then for our entrees, I got the airline chicken, which we've lovingly renamed the airport chicken, <laughs> which was just a teriyaki uh, bone-in chicken with a side of the sticky rice. And they mean it when they say sticky because it comes out in the, whatever shape they form it, and it stayed that way the whole time. Um, Nicole got the gluten-free version of the braised short rib, and how was it? Fantastic. Really good. A little salty, so if you're watching your sodium, maybe don't go with this, but I'm already really salty. So. Okay, taking the mic away. And then um, you also got the short rib, I got the, right? the non-gluten-free Yes, the full-of-gluten version of, full of gluten version full of, of it. <laughs> We both Actually, socked it up. It's very delicious. <laughs> the, the coffee mocha Nothing rub okay. was yeah. not too strong. Yeah. We, were, we were a little concerned, but it was good. Okay, good. Yeah, don't be intimidated by the coffee mocha part. And then Rick got the glazed wings, which again are not the same wings as. <laughs> They're not Ohana wings. And a side of sticky rice. How were the wings, though? They were delicious. I think okay. the teriyaki sauce was like thick, really sweet. Um, I would definitely get it again. Okay. Not Ohana, but still really good. You know, when we were seated down, the uh, cedar told us to, uh, he said, like, bon appetit. And he said, savor the moment. Um, life is poor. The moment is precious is or something precious. like that. Which, really, I took to mean order the dessert. Yeah. So we just so, we just ordered the pineapple bread pudding, which is the same as it is over at Ohana next door. Yeah, this is a regular menu item, so it's not a $19 dessert. Like, the uh, noodles were $19. So, Nicole, how would you describe me eating that pineapple bread pudding dessert? Something that should be behind a paywall. Oh, like like an OnlyFans <laughs> thing. I get it. Um, I had a moment with this bread pudding. I will say the caramel sauce wasn't quite no. sauce. It was more of a gel. Yeah. Um, it kind of splurped on out of its little container. Was this your first time eating pineapple bread pudding? Uh, no, no. Because you've been to Ohana, yeah, yeah. Um, it's this, I mean, it's literally the same. It was uh, quite a hunk of slice there, too. I mean, that's how I described myself on my dating profile before I met Nicole. <laughs> quite a hunk of a slice. And somehow she still married me. And if you, FYI, that uh, flour is edible on the, uh, on the dessert <laughs> well, as well. Well, you ate it. I don't know if that makes it edible. <laughs> I ate it, and I still feel okay. <laughs> The end. So, how do you feel overall about your time at Kona Cafe for dinner? Tasty. It was good. It was a nice Ohana light. You know, you want something similar, but you really can't go into the whole experience. I think it gives you similar types of okay. vibe. Ohana light dinner at Kona Cafe. Let's go back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you by the Mouselets, who are arriving here, um, I think, as this episode releases. So keep your eyes peeled for that. All right, what you got? I'm going to go back to 1999. <laughs> uh, this is when, at Walt Disney World, fast pa- the Fast Pass systems begin operation at Magic Kingdom with the Space Mountain and Splash Mountain attractions. Ooh. Yeah. I'm glad he was. He mentioned that old FastPass system in our interview because I was like, oh, "Yeah, that is my fact for today, my history." Oh my goodness! So it was, uh, this week in 1999. 99. This is, you know, R.I.P. Not soon after, I'm sure, is when Greg figured out the 
the way to beat the system and get some. I know not what you speak of, ma'am. How dare you even imply that I would behave? That those were the golden days, man. I'm telling you, those were the golden days of fast pass. It's true. It is true. true. All right, what you got? Um, I actually have a twofer for you, and both of these things happen on the same day, just Mm -hmm. different years, but it is no coincidence. Okay. So first, I'll take us back to uh, this week in 2009, 14 years ago, when Walt Disney World celebrated the opening of the first new monorail line resort in more than two decades, Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort debuted. Of course, it's got the walkway between the two buildings Mm -hmm. to get from classic contempt to Bay Lake Tower, a 16-story Disney Vacation Club resort uh, topped off by Top of the World Lounge, which used to have a great cake. And uh, a great view of the fireworks and Magic Kingdom and stuff. So I think we all know Bay Lake is one of my favorite. I spell Bay Lake, B-A-E. Bay. But for Bay Lake, mm-hmm. uh, big fan. And then, fast forward a little bit in time, this week, five years ago, um, your boy became a cast member. Oh. So celebrating Happy the Happy anniversary, five Greg. Five years. Same day. Do it was August Do you get to do the five-year party? You don't get the party till 10. The parties start for cast to hit a milestone of 10. 10. Okay. Um, I do get a pin that I will be putting on. you're halfway time. there. Yes. Halfway there. People are going to come from everywhere. That's going to come from everywhere because you're halfway there. I'm excited and looking forward Gosh, to it. Gosh, I hope it. we're still friends at 10 years. We'll see. You're <laughs> on thin ice. I've got a quote uh, to take us out like I always t- take us out. I've got a quote to end our episode like always. But before we get there, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes and leave us a review over there. And um, if you want to follow along on Instagram, our account is at that park life podcast. And of course, we do all kinds of things in there. We'll do what we do our Where in Walt Disney World Are We mm-hmm. trivia at least once a week, give or take. We'll post some polls and stuff as we read the results on some of our episodes and things. My personal account is at the Disney Greg. I'm at the real Beth McDonald. You can head over to our website, thatparklifepodcast.com, to do all kinds of things. Check it out. But most importantly, you can search old topics there if you're kind of trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. If you're planning your trip and you got something specific in mind, use the search feature. And you can also submit a show topic there as well. Especially if you're planning, especially if you're planning a trip and you're staying at a Disney resort, go check out our Disney resort yes. coverage of that. Um, speaking of submitting a topic, yeah. I did post a uh, summer survey mm. to mm-hmm. our Instagram, and thank you to everyone who answered. But I know that not all of you follow us on the Grim, which is totally fa- the Grim is Instagram. Um, I'll put a link to the survey. It is anonymous, like truly, totally anonymous. It's a couple of quick questions. You don't even have to answer all of them. It's whatever you want to say, say. Um, but if you do have anyone that you'd like to suggest that we interview, please, we're, we're all ears. And just know that I usually reach out to these people. Not everyone responds or says yes, but I do reach out. I will give it the try. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, we, I do my best anyway. Um, if you want to join our uh, our special group, or as Beth would say, it's exclusive. It's exclusive. That's our Patreon account. You can find a link uh, in our episode description as well. But we do some bonus episodes. We have a Discord channel. The uh, Instagram close friends and family thing, all kinds of fun stuff over there. We have our Amazon storefront. If you're wondering what we bring to the parks with us, we list everything there and it is through Amazon. So we do have to say it's an affiliate link. Mm -hmm. We do get a little something out of that, but it's no additional to you. You're just your normal Amazon account. You get to log in and buy some stuff. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get to a quote. Okay. I'm going to take us to the movie Inside Out. And this was something said by Joy who said, quote, 
We can't focus on what's going wrong. There is always a way to turn things around. And with that, we'll leave you all. We'll see you all next week. Thank you again to Micah for chatting with us today. Ah. Um, all right, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you.